0: On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I break down the start of the game tonight, of course, with the Detroit Pistons in town. And Joel Embiid, will he be back after missing three games? We'll break it all down give our best guess right here Locked On 76ers.
1: You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit matchup for $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. What's good, D? What's
0: going on, man? All is good. Getting ready for this game tonight.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if, uh, how much they beat them by tonight.
0: <laughs> hey, chance to go 10 games over five hundred for the first time this season. How about that? Yeah, that's well, a good one. Yeah, yeah, how about that? Welcome, everybody. Uh, I'm Devon Gibbons from 97.5, the Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia. That's Keith Pompey from the TheEnquire.com, Sixers beat writer. And we thank you for miss, uh, making Lockdown with 76 as your first listen every day here uh, with us. And uh, make sure you remember that Locked On 76 is free and available on all platforms, including right here at YouTube at Locked On 76 Joel Embiid has missed the last three games listed as questionable. Will he play tonight? We'll start off with that. Also talk about James Harden's impact when he has a certain number of assists and what their win record is. And as always on a game day, we give you our keys to the game or our favorite matchups of the evening, this one should be pretty easy after they took care of business against the Pistons just a few days ago. But Keith, starting off with Joel Embiid again, listed as questionable, I missed the last three games. They are two and one in those games. The last being in Detroit on Sunday afternoon, where Montrezl Harrell got the start, 20 points in the game, played really well. 16 off the bench for Paul Reed, so between the two, 36 points and a, a number of rebounds. I think it was 18 rebounds between the two players on Sunday. So what is your best guess with him? Should he play tonight? Should he wait until Thursday? Uh, What are you thinking? I mean, I think he plays tonight. I mean, that's just, I mean, because, you
1: know, it's, it's basically when, you know, the Sixers are trying to like make it seem like it's, it's, it's deep secret or, you know, it's something like uh, security risk by by telling what exactly it is. But, <laughs> but, you know, so you ask Doc Rivers, is it one of those things where, Hey, is it uh, alarming concerning? Oh no, not, not this one, not this one, not this one. So basically I, I if it was me, I probably think it's something that, that he could probably play with, but he, he wants to be a hundred percent sure because ultimate decision is, it's up to MB to play. Right. So I think that, Yes, he should play today. And, and when if you know how when they say listed as questionable, a lot of times for Embiid, it basically means they he's expected to play. It's different, but they list him as questionable just in case he decides he doesn't want to play. And then we don't ask questions like what's going on, right? So with that being said, I think he should play. And here's the reason why. In the past, when he missed a week or so, and when he came back, he was typically out of shape. He had to get his rhythm together. I think he should play now. That way he get a little bit in the rhythm. Not saying he should play the whole game or whatever, but he should play, get in there, play the next game. So when they go on this West Coast trip, he should be ready.
0: I'm actually um, very curious to see how this does play out because I was of the belief that I was fine if they sat him for one more game against Detroit tonight and then – suited him up for Thursday's game against Oklahoma City. Maybe a better challenge? I don't know. I mean, because both of these teams are not very good, but we know record-wise OKC is a better team right now. That said, uh, where I felt like tonight against the Pistons, they could still run out Paul Reed, Montrezl Harrell in the starting role, depending on what they do with P.J. Tucker, if he's back from that illness, a non-COVID illness, and he's able to suit up, that I was perfectly fine. If Joel Embiid had one more game off, that would be four total, had the game against the Oklahoma City Thunder on Thursday to get his legs underneath him, as you talked about, get some work in so he is not uh, too, uh, too tired, too fatigued and all. Two days off then, and uh, then you had to Utah for that Saturday night game over the weekend to start off the five-game trip. So that's what I thought. That's what I felt they, they would do. I thought they would give him another because they felt like this was more than a winnable game with the players that they currently have, and they can take care of business you know, with all due respect to the Pistons and, and knock them off at, at home. So that's what I thought they would do. I wouldn't be surprised if they do what exactly what you talked about or if he, to your point, is the one that makes the decision and, and decides that he's playing or not playing in this game against the Detroit Pistons. I don't think the Sixers need him tonight, nor do I think they need him on Thursday, but it's more of, as you just said, a fitness thing, a fitness level thing for him to get him right, as they get ready to embark on this, on this five game road trip.
1: And then here's something else to, to think about more so than a, just a fitness thing. You know, right now, you know, Joel Embiid is second in the league in scoring in order for your stats to count. You have to play in at least 70% of the games right now. Joel Embiid is, is as played in 71.7% of the games. Right. so, it's one of those things where you want to stay on pace selfishly. Um, and I'm not calling them selfish, but individually, you want to stay on pace to be in the scoring race. Right. So, you know what I mean? You, you, sometimes you hope things like that doesn't matter, but a lot of times it does, you know what I mean? So the more games you can, Even make, in nature, it matters. <laughs> yeah, it matters. So the more games you miss, the more like it, it can happen. Like, like these are let's keep it 100 <laughs> for that. These are two easy games for him to go out there and get buckets. So whereas he can be like, oh, okay, let me get my 30, this and that. Because see, and another thing I think, and if the ankle is bothering him, if it is bothering him, he ain't playing on back-to-backs. He probably won't play in both the uh, the Utah and
0: Lakers game. Right. So that's something else to consider.
1: That's yeah. something
0: to consider. Yeah, and when he hurt his ankle. Uh, if we remember, I think what someone fell on his ankle. Uh, that's what it was. Yeah. So yeah, twisted. You know, yeah. yeah, he twisted it. Did look kind of funny. But who knows? And, and if if he's not, he knows if he's ready to go or when he feels like he's going to play. And look, he might not drop 30 in either of these games to your point of staying in the scoring race just simply because as a team, they might be blowing them out so much that they do rest them. And he may not get to that 30 points, but we'll see. It's going to be interesting to find out game time. It's always something when it comes to waiting for a game time decision as he warms up, but then decides that you know he may not be able to go. So we'll, we'll see. But one of the guys that should be able to go, we hope, uh, also a, another key player for this basketball team, James Harden. He has been uh, pretty good since he has come back from his foot injury. And uh, last game, he had a triple double, one assists shy of a triple double at halftime when he has a certain number of assists and a big number that he does. Keith has that for you and what it means for the basketball team. We'll dive into those numbers next right here on Locked On 76ers. Tonight, I'm taking Joel
1: Embiid to score more than 35 points, right? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take him to score more than 35 points. I'm taking James Harden to get more than 12 assists, right? I'm taking uh, Matisse Stiebel to get more than four steals, and I'm taking uh, Luka Donis to get more than 20, right? That's how that's how prize pick work, y'all. Like, that's what it is. Like, you, what you do is you take two to six guys, right, and you go after their projections, right? How you feel like they're going to play in that game, right? So... What you do is you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you and the projections available. Pride Picks offers projections of any sport that you watch. This includes, of course, the NBA, the NFL, MLB, NHL, even PGA, golf, any sport that you can imagine. Entries can be made up in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and Fast Withdrawals, currently operational in 30 states in Canada. Now, this is how you get it. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fancy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit matchup to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKEDON to sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Do it today, people. Definitely do it today.
0: Make sure you do it today, people. And we thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. Now for your next check out Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It is free and available wherever you get your podcast. All right, Keith, James Harden had a triple-double last game and um, 20 points dropped in, you know, 11-11 on rebounds and assists as well. So a really good game. And he had that triple-double basically by halftime. He just needed one more assist uh, going into the locker room. And he did it very quickly by hitting Tobias Harris about 30 seconds into the third quarter for a layup uh, to give him that triple-double. They were in control. Uh, he was in control. It seems like Keith, and just watching him over the years, but more so over these last few months since he's been a 76er, where especially against a team like Detroit, maybe some level higher in terms of their talent level and team-wise as far as their record goes, where he seems like he's in a he's in a place where he knows that hey, rebounds and assists early, I can get the points later to get to my triple double. You know what I mean? And he has a strategy of how he does it. Now it's in the whole flow of helping the team win, of course, grabbing those rebounds on the defensive end. You can see him from time to time when he's in there getting to the rebound before some of the others where other times it seems like he takes a little bit longer to get to a rebound depending on how many he already has on the board. So, But he has this way of controlling the game. As a veteran, seeing every defense, seeing how things go, and understanding what they are throwing at him, you have a number though with his assists of what the Sixers' record is when he does hand the ball out and dish the ball out the way that he has been as of late.
1: Yeah, he the something like right now James is averaging ten point eight assists um, a, per game. That would be number one in the league again. Like we talk about that seventy percent. Uh, style playing in games and he hasn't played in that. But if he would, James would be leading the NBA in assists right but, now. Tyrese Halliburton is right. Yeah, right now Tyrese Halliburton is. But the Sixers are four zero when he has at least fifteen assists. Right there, um, the Sixers are two and zero when he when he records a triple double. Now the thing is, it's kind of sort of like you know to me, like you said, more energy. But if you notice, there's been some quality games where he had a lot of assist totals mean against quality opponents but it just seems that they're so much better when he becomes more of a facilitator than when he's dribble, 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 and then tries to do the step back three because a lot of times you know more more often than not that that shot isn't falling you know but when he gets out there in transition and then there are times when he hits that three but you know what I mean it's kind of like but He's more open. The ball is more stagnant. And when it when it comes like that, it's a better shot as opposed to him trying to be a shooter first before he's a passer. And I just feel like that when he's going out there, when he's doing a lot of things and he's like distributing, the Sixers are tough to beat. Now, this is crazy. Doc Rivers even said something. They said a comparison to him after Sunday night's game in Detroit when he says like, talking about James when he's um, when, when he picks his spots when he when he's more aggressive passing and things like that he says when he does that I hate the example but I keep using that he's a scoring magic Johnson you know when he runs our team with pace and scores and assists then we are really good and I have to agree 100 with Doc with that they are ext- they, they
0: do play very well
1: when James is doing
0: that. It, it, you you can see it. You you can see the flow. Everybody seems like they're engaged. Again, it's more energetic. The ball's popping. It's not it's not stuck. And, and that's what you want from obviously Joel and B when he has the ball in his hands. But also again your point guard, indicating how the flow of the game is going for his teammates and who gets their touches and what type of sets they run, communicating with the head coach of of what they're doing. So I agree 100% with. With Doc Rivers and, and that assessment uh, of how he looks at at James Harden, we know he doesn't have to be six nine and still have an impact like Magic Johnson. You can be six four, six five like James Harden is and still affect the game the way that he does. So I, I agree with Doc Rivers uh, on that one. And when he has that ball moving, when the ball is just simply popping around the perimeter and he's finding guys, he's a treat to watch, man. Just knowing that, oh, look at that, yeah, that vision. I thought I saw this one coming, but he went the other way, and he found a much better option. And that's why he is who he is, and that's why he averages. It's easy for him to do the stuff that he does. For him, when we watch him, I think it's more of um, uh, the engagement, to your point uh, of, of what you're talking about, when he's totally locked in, when it's about team and, and them getting it done. So that's just my, my two cents on it. Yeah, I agree. All right, and he was locked in on Sunday against the Detroit Pistons. He has a chance to do the same thing tonight as they host the same team for the final game of their season series, the second game of their home-and-home series, uh, as they wrap things up tonight at the center. We'll talk about the keys to the game, the key matchups, as the Sixers look to sweep the season series with the Pistons and go 10 games over 500 with a victory tonight. We'll tap into that next final segment right here on Locked On 76ers.
1: Yeah, like, you know what? Here's my thing. My man, D, they're going to lock it up. I think they are going to lock it up tonight. I mean, I'd be surprised if they don't. So it's one of those things where I'm not telling you all to bet on this game, but you can bet on a lot of other games, right? Because Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, and news and analysis get the latest eyes and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season was just completed with a butt whipping d a butt whipping you got to talk to your boy lance who thinks alabama is better than (laughs) georgia i don't know bro i don't know (laughs) so we've got it all on betonline.net if you love sports podcasts you can even find those at BetOnline as well we're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Hey, Lance, you can't say road tide today,
0: brother. You can't <laughs> say road tide. It's all about them Georgia. Both. Hey, man. We, we we knew Georgia. Well, I, I thought Georgia was going <laughs> to Yeah. Play. I yeah. didn't know it would be like that, though. 65 to 7. Eight, eight, never, eight. never close. Look, they scored their first touchdown. I think it was 10-0 and then. TCU Max Duggan was able to run the football in 10-7. After that, clearly, lights out.
1: Yeah, man, like hey dude, I'm telling you. I was like, you know, we did our podcast. I was editing it. I was doing some other things, and I said, "All right, I'm gonna sit down and watch the game." Watch the game. It was like right before the half, and it was like 30 something to 7. And then you got the Georgia coach talking about, "Yeah, they- <laughs> Yeah, they come out strong in this in this third quarter. They're the best team. I'm like, come on, bro, come on, bro. I turned it off, and I woke up this morning. It was, it was 65 to seven.
0: Like, 65 to seven, and and I had it on through the uh, the, the final um, final seconds. They just ran the ball for the you know entire fourth quarter, and that was out of respect for TCU of not airing the football out. Yeah. And Keith, they still scored, <laughs> and they took. Their uh, runner-up, their Heisman runner-up quarterback, out of the game at the start of the fourth quarter, and their backup came in, and they just ran the football. And defense had their stops. TCU went for it on a fourth and fourth down, fourth and long in Georgia territory. Uh, I mean, in their own territory there. So they turned the ball over, turnover on downs. They were on like the twenty-yard line, man. <laughs> they were right there. First first handoff, guy runs it in. Off the left side, uh, TCU didn't want to play anymore. It was inevitable. We already knew what the score – we already knew what the outcome was going to be. They had they had nothing left. They they did not want to play in the rest of that I mean, game. would you
1: want to play, too? Would you want to play? Like, you getting embarrassed. No, no, no. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. <laughs>
0: like clock? yeah. It's like, come on, let's just – let's throw this towel in real fast. Yeah. Ooh, so. it was crazy. But
1: you know what? If I'm the Big Ten, if I'm Michigan, I, I'm embarrassed. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I get what you're saying because, like – I mean, because everybody talk about the Big Ten. They had two teams. And you know, I was in Detroit like you know this weekend, and it that, that's Big Ten country, of course. Yeah. I keep teasing people about it. I'm like, yo, man, how y'all lose to that, that the TCU and, and this and that, da da da. And um look, I'm embarrassed if I'm not making that because we lost to that team. That team got back, got demolished. Yeah. Now I know Ohio State played them yeah. well. But Ohio State choked at the end, too. Like, it was like Georgia woke up and said, oh, well, maybe they're playing a little tougher than we thought, you know. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. And look, in Philly, you know, there's some Philly ties. We Recruits are from Philadelphia going down there. There's one guy who plays for the Chargers. We all know of um, Swift, the running back, um, uh, you know, at the uh, for the Detroit Lions. And then, the, like I said, a guy from Archbishop Wood, who went to Georgia, you know, um plays um Webb, Mark Webb. Um Mark Webb went to the Chargers, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you you understand what I'm saying?
0: So like you know, they, they, have, they have, uh, down there now, huh? They have one on their team on their team right now, defensive back. Um yeah, I forgot his name, my apologies, but he plays cornerback for them um right now for the Georgia Bulldogs, and they're about to get someone else. You're right. Yeah, so,
1: why now? So yeah, so like you know, it's you know, Lance. You might as well, like, give it up. Now, again, I know Lance Lance's, I have cousins who go to who live in Alabama and they're big-time Roll Tide fans, but I haven't spoken to them, you know, since the playoffs, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: They, they won't return phone calls, you know. Nah, I'm sure they won't. Yeah. It's all over for them until next season. All right, <laughs> exactly. man. Well, uh, this is the last one for this season between the Pistons and the Sixers tonight. Uh, Keith, uh, just quick keys to the game, matchups you're looking to watch if Joel Embiid plays, you know, which, which way are you going? And I'd imagine that you think the Sixers are going to take this one tonight.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think this is one of those confidence games. I think this one and, um, and, and the next one, OKC, or should be confidence games. And what I mean by that is like, these are the games where you work on certain things you don't show a lot, but at the same time you have, Joel Embiid and and guys like that, you try to get them in, you try to get them in there and try to let them dominate. And then you try to let them rest by the fourth quarter. I mean, really. And the confidence goes to guys like Daniel House, guys like Paul Reed, guys who really don't play a lot for Concord Mines. You get them out there, you let them have fun, get some stretches, get some shots up so they can feel like a part of the team and be happy. You know what I mean? So to me, the biggest thing is for the 76ers, are, you know, you got to come out hard, aggressive. you got to set the tempo because if you do that, then you know that this team is going to break. You don't want this team to stick around longer. You don't want Joel Embiid if he plays. You don't want James Harden to be in the fourth quarter trying to, like, battle to, to pull out a victory against this squad. So, to me, those are the keys. Get in there early, take their will, and then let everybody else have fun later on.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. Um, jump on them early. Don't let up. It, you, they they did come back in that game a little bit there on Sunday, but it was never close enough where you felt like it, it was a it was a challenge with this basketball team. They're young, they're talented with some, you know, some really good stuff there. Maybe Jalen Duran will play tonight, the Philadelphia native. He didn't play on Sunday. Maybe he'll come back and, and, and be able to go. Maybe Joel Embiid is in there. The thing, the other key for me is to continue to get Tyrese Maxey back into what we have seen these last two games, get his legs underneath him because you're certainly going to need him on this trip. So you have Tuesday and Thursday to continue to do that and then decide if they want to, if everyone is back, which I I, I would hope that they are. I want to see them at their full strength where they go out on a road trip to see if they can put everybody out there on the floor and uh, get the results that, that they want to get with their starting five. So get Tyrese Maxey more involved, keep him, keep the ball flowing to him, and uh, jump on this team, as you said, Keith, and and just get out and run, get it done.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. All
0: right. Well, listen, really appreciate it, uh, Keith, and we want to thank everybody that uh, – Joined us here today. We'll let you all know tonight we'll be back or tomorrow we'll be back to recap the game. Looking to see if the Sixers improved to 10 games over 500. They're 23 and 14 right now. Uh, we'll see if they uh, improve to 24 and 14 on the campaign uh, by the end of tonight. Thank you for making Locked On 76 is your first listen every day. Now make sure you check out Locked On NBA for your second listen. Locked On Sports covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday. In less than 30 minutes is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Keith, you mind letting the folks know where they can find us?
1: Now you know you can code where, like my man said, free and available wherever you get your podcast, you can get this podcast in addition to the other one. But also, if you want to do if you want to listen to my man D tonight, go from 975 FM, Divine's Giving Show, from six to midnight. So what he's gonna do is he's gonna do his show, then he do the pre-game. And then the post-game of the uh, of the Sixers game. So, you know, check my man out tonight on the Divine Giving Show. Follow him on Twitter. Great follow. G 975 Follow me on Twitter um, at Pompey on Sixers. And you can follow us both during the game, tweeting stuff and the whole nine. And then also you can uh, read the Philadelphia Inquirer, inquire.com, and, and get your articles on the game.
0: Everybody enjoy the game tonight. Keith, have a good one and we'll talk to you. Uh talk to you after the game.
1: thanks Peace, brother. Thanks,